Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another NFL edition of PSO with a little sprinkle of MLB at the end? <laughs> what? We're talking baseball? I dude, I absolutely am not on a... I, I, I hate baseball, honestly. I, it's just not my sport. I used to love it, but we'll get into that later. I don't want to break into it, but my name's Chase. Uh, I'm alongside my boy, Nate. Nate, how you been? been great weather's great i'm feeling great glad to be here uh we're gonna talk a little bit of uh who's what so we're gonna talk a little bit about that this guy or that guy let's take a look uh these are some (laughs) you've got some good ones in here yeah i there's a couple of them I'm, i'm really excited about this pod so we're just gonna list two players um usually the same position and uh, we're just going to decide who we want, who we'd rather have, I guess. Uh, not situational-wise, nothing like that, just off pure talent and talent only. Uh, yeah, this should be fun. Nathan, you want to read off yours, and then I'll go through mine? All right, we'll go Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen here. We're going right out the gates hot. Hot. You know you know we're going to do them, so let's, yeah. just, let's just get them out of the way. Uh, see, Josh Allen has become more than a formidable foe for Patrick Mahomes. It's Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes' family as the biggest villains in Patrick Mahomes' life. Um, man, I, Allen took a huge leap last year, especially since the only reason he lost was because of faulty NFL overtime rules. But... Uh, I think I'm still picking Patrick. I know you what side you're on, but I think I'm pitch, I'm still picking Patrick just because <laughs> you know Patrick's been more consistent longer, 
and he's just done it longer. You know, he he's been to the AFC Championship game uh, three years in a row. He's already got a Super Bowl under under his belt. This was the year from hell, and he was you know top five in. MVP I don't know how I don't know how he got where he did. Oh, nobody does. And you know he was top five in MVP. Still threw a ridiculous amount of touchdowns, uh, crazy amount of yards. He was still Patrick Mahomes, even though this looked like it was going to be a very, very tough year for him. I just think, you know, Josh Allen, but this is, at the same time, this is not me saying Josh Allen sucks, because Josh no. Allen's incredible. No. And if if next year Josh Allen's better than Mahomes, I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, gun to my head right now, I'm still picking Mahomes. I'm actually going to pick the same. Wow, really? I want to hear your side. I mean... Mahomes has been been there. He's won a Super Bowl. Josh Allen, I think, is just as talented as Patrick Mahomes. But if we're going off this guy or that guy, I got to take Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's been to three AFC championships in a row. You can't argue that. Yeah, it's incredible, and he's an offsides away from being, uh, you know. That's two, oh yeah, two Super Bowls or three Super Bowls. Shit, three Super Bowls. Yeah, that's insane. Um. But, yeah, I, I just think it's so close, though. It's so close. All right. It is. Keep it going. We got Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins. I, I had to throw Matt Ryan in a one, too, but this is a good <laughs> one. I like this. Uh, I think I'm still picking Kirk because Matt's got that noodle arm thing going nowadays <laughs> where he looks like Big Ben, you know. He looks like Big Ben, Drew Brees. You know, Peyton Manning his last year. You know, I think Matt Ryan's hitting that stage, but he's hitting it a lot earlier. How old do you think Matt Ryan is? I don't know. Uh, he's been in the league a 30? long time. 30? Matt Ryan? Boston Was College? He dr- he's 30. How much younger is he than. He's. 36. He's 36. I thought he yeah. was older because of how he plays. I, I, You could have told me Matt Ryan was 40 years old, 39 years old. I would have believed you, especially how like fast he's been digressing too. Uh, but, yeah, I mean. He's older than Stafford. I, I was thinking he was younger than Stafford. Matt can still do it, though. I, I, you know, Matt's done it, I guess I should say. Not done it he's all done the it. way, but enough. You know, or more than Kirk Cousins ever would, is what I, I guess I should say. But at the same time, I think his days are behind him. I think in some alternate universe, if Kirk Cousins gets a super dream team, he might win you a Super Bowl, or at least make you to one. But I don't think that situation's happening anytime soon. No, I mean, if we're going off of right now, I think you have to take Kirk Cousins. Ryan only Matt threw Ryan. 20 touchdowns last year. Like, he's he's not even putting up numbers anymore, and that's what he was known to do with stat pad. And Kirk, I mean, you know, he doesn't – he's not he's not fun to watch, but he, he gets the job done okay. 33 exactly touchdowns, seven he picks. He, he did. That, I mean, exactly. Like, isn't yeah. that sad? He, that it, he but gets it's the still, job done. It's still close between him and a dude that only threw 20 touchdowns last year. Yeah. <laughs> 
Isn't that sad? That's how like underwhelming Kirk Cousins is. Kirk Cousins is, is the strongest, hardest, biggest erection you've ever had in your life <laughs> that lasts for three seconds. It's useless. It's like, yeah, it's great for a little bit, but it, it gets old way too quick. Uh, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Kirk Cousins. I didn't mean to. You know, that might have been my worst metaphor yet, comparing Kirk Cousins to a penis. But, all right, Nathan, keep going. <laughs> all right, I like this one here. Derek Henry or Jonathan Taylor. We're finally getting uh, the running backs involved here. Man, Jonathan Taylor had a huge breakout year. Uh, you know, some would say he probably had MVP in the bag if Carson Wentz didn't fumble the bag. Um, but Derrick Henry's still Derrick Henry. I don't care. Derrick Henry coming off a foot injury doesn't bother me because I just think this man is he's something else. Like, he's a different breed. But the thing I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor, man. Really? Yeah, and I don't blame you. I, no, I mean... He just, even when, he's just an angry runner. Like, yeah. he doesn't get taken down, just like Henry, but I think he's got a little bit more burst than Henry. I don't I don't know. Jonathan Taylor, he's fun to watch. He could do more, too. Like He he catches passes. Yeah. Not a you know, ton, Henry, but he catches Henry passes. Can't do that, but right. At the same time, I'm still sticking with Henry. I think what Henry does running makes up for all that. You know, Henry's... He's ridiculous. He is this entire offense. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he was uh, Indy's offense as well, but I don't think he's carry, you know, a potential AFC championship team level. You know, Henry is. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I'm still giving it to Henry. He almost, I mean, he was still leading the league in rushing yards five yeah, weeks it was like, after what? he, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. After you got knocked Week out. Week 14, he's still... He's still leading the league in rushing. He's just a workhorse. Uh, and Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's amazing as well. But I still got to stick with, stick with Henry. I mean, what? If, there was a lot of talk. What if it was uh, the, more of the offensive line than Henry? Yeah, which, you know. A lot that, of talks there. I mean, they were still able to run the ball effectively. And we've seen that. It took know? him a little while to adjust. Yeah. Like, look at Zeke. Dallas's offensive line starts going to shit. What happens to Zeke? Zeke's not as good. Turns out Zeke isn't a god. You know, he can't get a, a halfback draw for eight yards every time. You know, like, offensive line means a lot for, you know, 90% of these running backs, but I don't know. I still, I'm still sticking with Henry. I can't blame you there. Yeah. All right. I like Devontae this Adams. Cooper Cup, what do you think? Well, Devontae Adams going up against uh, the MVP of the league in PSO's eyes, Cooper Cup. <laughs> you know, Cup is he's so he's such an interesting player because like I you know, he almost broke so many receiving records last year, um, that Calvin Johnson set. He was unstoppable, won a Super Bowl, you know. Super and, Bowl MVP too. And, yeah, Super Bowl MVP, and this guy is still, like, people still in some of their lists put him, like, third or fourth I know. in the top wide receivers. But I still, I'm still putting him behind Devontae Adams. I'm still doing it. I think Devontae's better. Just pure talent-wise, I think Devontae's better. Uh, Cooper Cup's a freak of nature, but I think, you know, 
Devonte is the only guy in Green Bay. He's the only guy. Cooper Cup, you know, yeah, Odell went down, um, but Cooper Cup's his he's a route runner. He's a great route runner. But I just going with my gut here. I gotta stick with Devonte. I think Devonte's talent level is still higher than Cooper Cup's, and I think he's you know got less of a a crew to help him out. You know. Yeah, I, I like Devontae. He is getting Aaron Rodgers prob- to throw to him, though. Know. But Matthew Stafford throwing to you is not that bad either. No, I mean, Devontae Adams just gets so many targets. And that's a high-scoring – like, any high-scoring offense that you get put on, you know, there's going to be a guy that has a huge breakout season. You know, yeah. like, look at – a Michael Vick year where the Atlanta Falcons were going nuts. You know, I don't remember that white receiver's name, the one dude, but he, he was catching <laughs> 940 yards. That guy shouldn't have been even near those numbers, but they were a high scoring offense. So somebody's going to step up. I think Cooper cups that guy for LA. You know, I think Devontae, I can you, can, you can put him on any team and he's going to be, he's going to be like Hopkins, you know? Yeah. I think he's moving. Devontae? I, I think him and Rod, him and Rodgers, I think – I saw today that the uh, Steelers had a deal in place for him, he, just waiting wow. his approval. Wow. I didn't see that at all. I didn't even hear about that. <clears throat> That's with uh, – or Washington said the same thing with uh, Russ too. Oh, seriously? But, yeah, I don't know why I'm throwing that out in the middle of this, but I just thought – I saw that rumor, and I was like, oh, shit, we haven't talked about that. But, yeah, Washington <laughs> threw out, like, a crazy offer, and Seattle didn't even consider it, apparently. But Yeah. Uh, I, I really didn't think they were going to trade Russ. But, I mean, what if Devontae gets franchise tagged? Maybe and, a tag and trade situation. Or maybe a tag and Jordan Love. Here you go. Yeah, you know, there you go. What's more help than fucking Devontae Adams? If he's struggling... Oh, I mean, he did struggle in his only start. Uh, or, <laughs> yeah, his only start during the COVID times for Aaron Rodgers. But I don't know. Maybe they maybe they keep him. Just help out Jordan Love first year. And honestly, with, with what you're going to get in return, I think it said something like four first-rounders. Yeah. And uh, that is tempting. Yeah, he's he's getting old. I mean, obviously Tom Brady played till he was forty five, but not a real forty five, forty six. No, I, I don't know that anybody will ever do that again. So, and there's got to be time you really have has to start, right? Like, I mean, uh, yeah, for guys like Brady, it didn't happen. But I don't put Aaron Rodgers in the same category I put Tom Brady. No, like not a chance. I remember when people were saying that he was better than Brady? Remember that shit? Yeah. Before the, he won Super Bowl number seven compared to this dude's <laughs> one? Right. Fucking He's Matt, only got six. Matt Stafford switched divisions and won has as many Super Bowls as uh, Aaron Rodgers now? Like, come on. <laughs> Get the hell out of here with that shit. Um, okay. Now we're getting into mine. Um, I had to throw Matty Ice in there again just because. So, Matt Ryan or Ryan Tannehill? I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill here. I really, I, I think he's got a better arm. He's a little more turnover prone, but I think he has the ability to push the ball down the field and be a little bit more uh, efficient than Matt Ryan nowadays. I don't know. What do you think? 
I think. Oh man, their stats They're, are too similar. They are. Like you'd think that Tannehill would be like far above uh, Matt Ryan, especially at this stage of his career. Like Ryan Tannehill definitely has got that, you know, noodle arm syndrome, as I said. <laughs> and like he's he's looking old. Got Drew Brees arm. Yeah, Drew Brees arm. <laughs> uh, but he's got one more, or Tannehill's one more touchdown, two more picks, and Ryan threw for two hundred more yards. I think Matt Ryan. You know, I think I, I think I'd rather have him. I'd rather have him. Matt Ryan really knows how to like uh, get the big weapons involved. He always did with Julio and you know Calvin Ridley and whatnot. And this year was with uh, Kyle Pitts uh, and Cordero Patterson. You know, like he, he had nobody else he to throw gets to. the big stars involved. I think, man, I think if he was on this Tennessee team, I don't know if, how far they would have went. But I think it would have been farther. I think you're. So, I think you're looking I mean, at the same, same thing here. It might be close. I think it's so close. It, it, uh, see, <laughs> like this is a good one. I'm glad I threw this one in here. At first, I was like, "Oh, this is easy." <laughs> I almost deleted it, but then I was like, "Wait!" I talked myself into Matt Ryan, uh, which is always, always the dumbest thing you can <laughs> remember. That. Um, okay. This one I threw in for fun. Just was curious. Uh, Case Keenum or Blaine Gabbert? Blaine Gabbert, baby. You said last. You're going with Blaine. You said last week. Uh, Bruce Arians said he was the most underrated player in the league. Let's go. That's what Bruce Arians said. That's right. He's been soaking up a little too much time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, take him here. Case Keenum. Man, I love Case. I think Case has a... He's had a crazy career. Um, I loved him when he played for us in St. Louis. Like, he was just a dog. Um, for the longest time, he held... Wait, he still does. He has the uh, Division One record for most career passing touchdowns and yards and completions. Did you know that? No. Seriously? Case Keenum lit it up at Houston. Yeah, he was in the Houston offense, so... Every Houston quarterback that's ever came out has been the Division One leader because <laughs> they throw fucking every single time. But uh, he hasn't been a, a real starter since his Washington days. He's a great backup now. He started two games last year, three touchdowns, one pick. I love Case. Oh, man, did I just talk? No, I can't talk much. He's 34 years old, though. <laughs> I, think, I think I'd... Give Blaine one more chance before I gave Case Keenum another one. Damn, I almost talked myself into. He's thirty four. He's thirty four. You know, it's over. He's you could probably put up Tannehill numbers. Twenty one touchdowns. <laughs> Everybody could put up Tannehill numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Uh. So this next one, Michael Thomas or Allen Robinson? What do you think about this one? I'm gonna take Allen Robinson. Wow. Talk talk to me about it. I don't know. This last year, he got franchise tagged. Had a terrible year. I think he's due for a bounce back year. He's going to go somewhere else and uh, you know find some success there. He wasn't happy with the Bears. Didn't want to be there. I think it was a fluke. Michael Thomas has had injury problems for a little while. Yeah. And 
I, I don't know what's going on with him. If he's going to play for the Saints, if he's not, I don't know. Locker room yeah. issues worry me with that stuff too. So I, there's a lot of stuff I would probably take Allen Robinson. Yeah, I really like Michael Thomas. You know, I would I always defended him. He was great. Uh, I never thought he was the. I didn't ever think he was the best wide receiver in the league at any point. But I did think he was a top three guy. Um, he didn't play at all last year. Not one game. You know, and they always say the best ability is availability. You know, I hate to sound like an old man, but uh, in this case, that's that's true, too. Allen Robinson looked like he gave up, though. He, I don't like that. I, I don't either. But here's You a, know, he looked like he... And the thing is, is like, it's not like... Can you imagine? You know, they threw out Andy Dalton the whole year. No, like they tried. They threw out Justin Fields, like, and I know they're they were having chemistry problems because Fields wasn't throwing to him. He was throwing, oh, like I can't Darnell remember. Mooney. Yeah, Mooney. He kept throwing a Mooney nonstop instead of uh, Allen. But you know, Fields only threw nine touchdowns. He had more picks than touchdowns too. It's a tough situation for Allen. I think right now, if Allen's on a new team. Compared to if Michael Thomas is playing, Allen Robinson's going to—he's going to be better. Just because I think right now, talent-wise, he's still more talented, and we don't know what Michael Thomas looks like post-injury. Can you imagine what that must be like being franchise tag, though? Like you're pissed off in Chicago. I'm done. I'm done with this job. I'm leaving, and your boss says, "No, you're not." You got a promotion. <laughs> I'm giving you twenty. Well, isn't it like the minimum, like twenty-something million? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like it's, it's hard the, to bitch it's the when average you get franchise tag. It's the average of the top, I want to say, five players at your position. Jesus. And Devontae just signed that big deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're getting some money, but I don't know. Is it worth it sometimes to stay in a place that you don't want to be? True. True. Sorry, I had to take a second. My dog was having a bad dream. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's sitting by me. Sorry. Uh, threw me off. Okay. Uh, speaking of throwing me off, what do you think about this one? Jared Goff or Gardner Minshew? I got to go with Goff, man. Wow. Really? Talk me into it. I've seen it. Goff went to a Super Bowl. I mean. He did. If you give this guy good protection and time to throw – not saying he's going to be great, but he can get the job done. He, it's not like he did bad for. Just, I mean, he got three wins. You know, it's Detroit. Detroit. That team, that, that's expectation. That team horrible. You want to? <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear? Like in uh, how many games did he play? Fourteen games, nineteen touchdowns, eight picks, three thousand two hundred forty-five yards. This is that was golf season on a bad team. And he, That's a pretty damn good season. And I'm pretty sure he missed a couple of games there, too. Yeah, he missed three games. Yeah. That's not bad. You know, like, no. Uh, but I'm still going with Gardner. I think talent-wise, Gardner's a lot more talented uh, right now. I think golf is just sh- he's sh- uh, shook. You know, I agree. He's kind of got the uh, Sam Darnold, I'm seeing ghost out there <laughs> thing going. I think his confidence is just shot. Like, think about it. You went from being on a, a perennial, you know, team that's always in contention right. for the Super Bowl to Detroit, you know. And on top of that, you're 
team that got rid of you just won a title with somebody other yeah. than you. The first freaking year, they don't have you. Yeah, that's got to hurt. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing, you know. Uh, I think confidence-wise, he's got to, like, I think the farthest he could go is maybe like a Kirk Cousins run. You know, maybe get, like, to an NFC Championship game. I don't think he ever will with Detroit, but I'm talking about if he ever goes to a different team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Detroit has the talent. They have, you know, they have two really good running backs uh, and some rookie wide receivers, a great tight end that we're going to actually talk about uh, coming up here soon. But I, I think I'm still going with Gardner just because, you know, 41 touchdowns, 12 picks. That makes my mouth salivate. <laughs> and he's he's 25. You know, he's two years younger than Goff. We act like Goff's in his, like, 30s. He, he seems he hasn't old. hasn't been around that long. Yeah. I don't know why. Like he's been here a long time. Maybe I, he might have been one of those guys that came up when he was 21. You know, those guys always fuck me up because you got guys coming out when they're 21 and guys coming out when they're 23. Yeah. You know? Like, that always throws me off. But uh, I'm still going with Gardner just because I think – you know, curiosity's killing. They always say curiosity killed the cat. It's killing the big dog right now. I, I want to see Gardner on a team, and not only that, but on a semi-decent team. I just want. Uh, I just want Gardner to have a chance, man. Remember the intent. Like, look at the intensity this kid plays with, and this is also the difference between him and golf. Like the intensity this kid plays with, coming off the bench for Philly. Like, oh yeah. He he gets the crowd going. Like he's fun to watch. Like. Golf goes out there, and there's a lot of games where we're like, golf's going to blow this shit. Tra- like, golf's going to lose. Trade for Minshew. Never bet. As, yeah, at the very least, you're going to make a lot of money in jersey sales. Exactly. People are going to buy think, it. You know, and if you know you do get in a situation where you get him on a, a playoff team, you know, maybe you see some Minshew magic. I think you could, man. I I think he definitely could. I don't think nobody's saying there's golf magic. <laughs> no, you they know? call him a lot golf of things, but not bread. magical. White bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets. Yeah, he's white bread. The goofball. That's what they call him. That's not good. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm going with Gardner. I got to disagree. <laughs> um. So we got the battle of the backup quarterbacks here: uh, Marcus Mariota or Mitch Trubisky. Mitch. Really? Oh, yeah. No, I think... You like Mitch. I, you like Mitch a lot. I think you? Mitch is going to get a starting job this year. Wow. I think it could happen. There's For who? Like, which teams do, would you... If you're... Which teams would you take a chance on uh, Mitch Trubisky with? I would say if I was the Giants, I would... If I was the Steelers, I might. See, the thing is, is I'm always curious about it. I think he could be a starter. But if I'm the team, I'm not feeling comfortable with throwing Mitch Trubisky out there. I, I don't know. In my mind, he's better than uh, Daniel Jones. So Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think that's an easy <laughs> I didn't put that one in there for a reason. <laughs> I, Daniel Jones. I tried putting Daniel Jones in here, and I couldn't think of anybody. <laughs> Maybe Taysom Hill. Uh, uh, no, Taysom Hill can do a, a lot of other things. Yeah, like <laughs> I would be like, no, yeah, Taysom Hill can throw better, which is sad. <laughs> He's not even a quarterback. 
Um, I'm going. I think I'm gonna go the opposite way. But I mean, I'm just looking up some stats here about good old Mitch. Um, so he played six games this year because you know Buffalo was blowing out a lot of teams sure. and whatnot. Uh, he threw a pick, no touchdowns. You know, last year he played, or the year before that he played uh, for Chicago in. Nine games, 16 touchdowns, eight picks. He keeps good care of the ball. I just think we've seen what Trubisky is. Um, Mariota, I think injuries definitely bit him on the ass a lot. Yeah. You know, and his last two years with Tennessee, 11 touchdowns, eight picks, you know. And then the year, year after that, he had seven touchdowns and two picks. I like the gadget stuff they do with him in Vegas. You know, I guess safe to say I wouldn't take the risk on either one of these guys just because I think they're both, you know, used equipment here. These guys are like they're like shake weights, you know. It's like, oh, remember that thing that was good for one year and then nobody ever used it again? Like that was Mitch Trubisky and Marcus Mariota. Like at one point, it's like, oh, they're pretty valuable. Now it's like, ah. These guys are pretty fucking useless. Mitch Trubisky went twelve and four his rookie year. Yeah, there, there, there's something there. Maybe this is like a oh. Tannehill Gay situation. You know, get him out of there. Right. Same thing for Mariota though. He played for Tennessee, bad Tennessee teams too. Yeah. Um, went nine and six one year. They made the playoffs. Remember, he had that touchdown he threw to himself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, Mariota magic. Uh, I think I'd go with Mariota just because I, it's solely based on the fact that he can, you know, use his feet and maybe be a worse version of uh, of Taysom Hill, <laughs> which is, sounds so scary. That sounds scary. But, uh, I think I'd rather I'd be more comfortable with Mariota out there than uh, Mitch. Did you see that tweet? This is also, you know, has nothing to do with it, but. They said uh, how uh, Mitch Trubisky. Somebody said how like he's that kind of guy that you'd want your daughter to take the prom or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I did see that. They quote tweeted. They quote tweeted, tweeted it and it said something like how he wanted to. He loves kissing titties. Oh, that's. Oh yeah, good old Mitch. <laughs> oh god. So if anything, that should make Mitch win this argument no matter what. Um, Glad I took Mitch. So. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that. <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. Next one, we're going to go with some coaches here. Bruce Arians or Pete Carroll? This is a tough one. I, so, I saw you. Both these guys are really similar. I saw you added them in here, and I couldn't decide. I think I would rather have Pete Carroll. I, 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 wow. My, I think we've disagreed on all these. But things. my problem with him is... He's old as shit. The past five, six years, he has not drafted well at all. He hasn't adjusted. No. <laughs> you know, and that's... You know, he's still throwing out the 2012 playbook. Yeah, and with, with Bruce Arians... What was Bruce Arians before Tom Brady? Good True. coach, not you know, nothing bad about him, but yeah, 
you know, he wasn't a, a Super Bowl caliber coach before Tom Brady. I think that has a lot to do with it. Pete Carroll, eh, I don't know. I, I could go either way on this, to be honest. Both good <laughs> coaches, see? but I, I don't know. I threw some good ones in here, didn't I? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, Pete Carroll has 70 more wins than Bruce Arians experience-wise, and Bruce Arians is one year younger. I thought that was interesting. You know, Bruce Arians, the only reason he got a head coaching job in the first place is Chuck Pagano got cancer. You know, oh, yeah. and Bruce Arians took over for that ND team, and he, I think he won Coach of the Year that year too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's won Coach of the Year twice. He won for Arizona year? too. Arizona, oh yeah. Arizona, yeah. One of the Carson Palmer years, mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Yep. Um, but, yeah, like, both these guys are underwhelming as shit. They are. I love Pete. I really like Pete, and I wish Pete had a good team. But at the same time, Pete, I don't think he's – he's kind of giving me, like, Andy Reid-type vibes, but, like, worse. Where, like, Andy Reid could probably sneak out maybe a Super Bowl or two just because he's got, you know, a lot of talent around him. Pete Carroll, he doesn't adjust, and he's not going to produce you any wins. You know, it's not – you know, you usually see like evolution of coaches along with players. Right. I think you know some some coaches start out worse uh, and you know progress as time goes on. Yeah, it's not always the first uh, place you just, land. Yeah, but at the same time, others just stay the same. You know, like look at look at Lovey Smith. We're gonna be talking about him too. <laughs> you know, uh, I think. I think that's just Pete, you know, and you talk about the five and you, you sold it on me whenever you said the past five to six years. That's when I thought about it. I'm like, he's had a long time to restructure this team. Yeah. You know, get an old line together and he hasn't done any of it. Um, no, I mean, and you know, quite, quite frankly, the coaching, like it, it, none of his coaching decisions have stood out. And if anything, they've stood out in bonehead type ways. Uh, and he's kind of handcuffed Seattle. Seattle doesn't want his contract. He's been, he's going to be there for, what is it, two more years? Uh, I think it's three. No, I'm oh forgetting. No, hold on. I'm forgetting what year it is. I think it is two more years. It's 2024. That's insane. But, yeah. I, I don't know. I like Pete, but at the same time, I'm, I think I'm sticking with Bruce. Bruce is on the same level but for some reason he's producing more wins i think it, maybe it's because he's more offensive minded than pete um then again we we forget that seattle two years ago was 12 and 4 that's true you know and three yeah they made the playoffs up until then uh shit what is this pete carroll's made it every year except for three years in seattle and last year was one of them but i'm just like Progressively, going forward, I think I'd stick with Bruce. I yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I I still don't know which way to go on this. Let's just move on. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Uh, okay, Lovey Smith. Oh, here we go. Or a third grader. <laughs> oh, I saw that you put this uh, in there. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> So, pros and cons. So, Lovey Smith, uh, he's been to a Super Bowl. He went to the Super Bowl with Rex. You know, T-Rex, Rex, Rex Grossman. 
He he's coached before. Uh, but pros for the third grader, young, up and coming, could learn a lot. Who are you going with? <laughs> young, up and coming. I'm gonna take Lovey Smith here. Got more experience. Really? He's got more experience. I like that. I've never. I'm disagreeing with you on everything. <laughs> At least the third grader can like learn. I think Lovey Smith is stuck. <laughs> I don't know where that hire came from. Producing. I don't know either. I think they're just, I mean, as long as this Deshaun shit's going on, I think they're just kind of handcuffed. That that was kind of a poor choice of words because he's probably going to be handcuffed here soon, hopefully. Um, But I just think they're just, yeah, they're just kind of handcuffed. And Bill O'Brien just completely fucked that team. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's... (laughs) They really haven't had any money to do anything the past couple of years, or no draft picks. He traded away everything. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he did some questionable things, but I don't know. I, I think they're in a handcuff situation as an organization, is with everything going on. I think Lovey Smith was just kind of a stopgap guy, wait another year, see what's going on. You know, yeah. they're waiting a lot of stuff out right now, so. Maybe Davis Mills surprises us next year. I, like I said, he's got some potential there. I love how we're breaking down, breaking down the third grader <laughs> and Lovey Smith. I think and I, we've disagreed on almost every single one of these. I'm, I'll pick the third grader. Um, okay, uh, let's go to the tight end position here. How about Mike Gusecki or TJ Hawkinson? Mike Gusecki. Ooh, so Gusecki had 200 more yards than Hawkinson, but two less touchdowns. He only caught two touchdowns last year. But let's hear the case. He did a lot. Uh, and you know what? They both did a lot with uh, below-average quarterback play uh, and just offensive line help, everything. So I think Gusecki's a bit of a, a better blocker. He's, he can yeah. he can catch passes. Hawkinson's a great pass catcher, but I I would take him as more of an all around tight end. I think it's kind of sad because I feel like both these guys could put up really really crazy numbers if they had uh, a good quarterback. I know there's a lot like, of good tight know, ends right now. Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, but he's not like a like a, a pocket guy. I guess I should say. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of hard for you to – you can't really pad any stats with that. But um, I'm going with the opposite. I'm going Hawkinson. You know, Hawkinson, he's one inch smaller, but he's a couple couple pounds LBs heavier. Uh, I think he's just a bigger target as well. And he's two years younger. You know, Gusecki's 26. Uh, Hawkinson's 24. Um, I think Hawkinson – Hawkinson doing good with – What's happened in Detroit compared to Gasecki doing good with what's happened? Oh wait, I don't know why I said uh, Jalen Hurts. What the hell am I talking Tua. about? I meant Tua. I knew what yeah. you meant. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. So I, I think you know what he's done with um, the quarterbacks in Detroit has been more than uh, what ha- uh, Gasecki's done with the quarterbacks in Miami. You know, I think Tua throws to the tight ends a lot. You check downs, you know, I feel like you'd get more opportunity. Yeah, that's true. 
So at he does the same check time, down a lot. I want they need to get new quarterbacks. Hopefully, Tua gets out of there. Free Gasecki, I think Gasecki he could go off as well. But yeah, get to Sean. Free uh, Gasecki. Yeah, get to Sean. Wait two years, and then Gasecki would do. <laughs> Deshaun's going to miss two seasons. Um, okay. So next one is Adrian Peterson and not hitting his kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I read that. Uh, Mark Ingram or Adrian Peterson? AP. I just, oh, wow. I, I just want him. I I love watching him play growing up, so I'm always going to take AP. But uh, the last running back to win MVP. The last non-quarterback to win MVP. 2012. Yeah, true. It's been a whole decade. Dude, AP and like, he's two years removed from that year with Detroit. And I know people are like, oh, he's washed up. My ass. He had 604 yards and seven touchdowns. Like, if you're getting that out as your your backup running back, that's, not bad. that's, hella, that's hella good. You know, he only got to play uh, three games, or he only got to start three games this year. You know, so it's not like... Um, it's not like he's out here getting the opportunities and just shitting them away. No, he's not even really getting those. I, but I think Ingram kind of showed that he's still got another another gear left in him. You know, he got a spot start for um, Camara last year. Yeah. He might get a lot more spot starts coming up because um, Camara's it's not looking good. <laughs> but, I mean, he looked good for New Orleans. He looked, you know rejuvenated in three starts for new orleans he had 30 less yards than he did the whole season with houston which was seven games compared to three so you know once he gets these opportunities and he was receiving he caught uh 138 yards last year you know and most of them were in that game i think ingram's still got that switch um adrian peterson's got the switch too but he's using it the wrong way (laughs) Oh, God, I'm sorry. Um, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lamar or Dak? See, I was thinking about this one earlier. So This is a good one. This is a good one. It's tough. So the way I think is neither has had really any playoff success. Lamar won one game. Yeah. Uh, did Dak win a playoff game? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I don't think the Cowboys have won a playoff game in a while. Both on above-average teams. Dak's more of a thrower. Lamar's more of a runner. He's won one. He's won one. He won. Okay. Yeah. So we're even there. Two-point, a wild-card win against Seattle. I'm thinking these are two very... If I'm weighing this, I'd probably lean Lamar, but I could definitely see going with Dak. I think it's really more yeah. of a style thing, but I would probably go Lamar. Yeah. See, this is this is really tough, too, because Lamar's kind of like that quarterback that, he, especially, you know, last year, he didn't really put up good stats at all. No, he... You know, you're, comparing, you're comparing a guy that threw 37 touchdowns to a guy that threw 16. You know, you look at that on paper... That's rough. That looks crazy. You know, but Lamar, Dak's he also struggled abilities. with some injuries. Yeah. The whole team was struggling for the whole year. Lost that both running backs. Health. Yeah, it was yeah. It was a rough year for, for Baltimore. 
You can't put too much of that on him. Yeah. A little bit. I just think there's more... I think we're kind of getting to the point with Dak where, you know, he's kind of who he is. I agree. I think we've seen it. I think... Kind of like... How, like, Matt Ryan kind of, you know, formed himself and Andy Dalton kind of formed themselves. How they're just like, oh, it's just Andy Dalton. Right. (laughs) You know, kind of, yeah, when he played for Dallas, you're like, oh, okay. So, this guy isn't, like, one of those guys that can... uh, Kirk Cousins. Beautiful example. Beautiful. Everybody's like, oh, what can happen to Kirk Cousins? This is what happens to Kirk Cousins. (laughs) This is all he... This is his peak. This is all he's going to do. I think that's kind of happening to Dak. Lamar kind of feels like it's getting to that point too, which is sad to say because he's so much younger. He's, you know, he's the same age as me. He's, you know, born in '97. Yeah. Uh, oh, he seriously. He's only 25. Yeah, he's only 25 years old. He's he was born the same year I was. Isn't that sad? Wow. On my standpoint. Uh, I'm just now realizing that there's players in the NFL younger than us. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like. <laughs> He would have been, like, in our fucking high school <laughs> shit. Oh, man. Um, it's, oh, God, it's baffling to think about. But, and I like I like Lamar's running ability, and I still think, I stand by the fact that I think Lamar's a good passing quarterback. He led the league in touchdowns. Like, yeah, that's all I got to say. You know, he can throw the football if given the opportunity. Um, they need to do a lot to that team, though. They do. And I don't know, they're not going to be able to do it in an offseason. Which is going to be the problem. I think Dak's going to put up better numbers again. But I think Lamar's still going to do what he does, and that's win games. You know, Dak kind of sticks to the formula. They win a bunch of games, but it's not worth it in playoff times. And, you know, Lamar kind of has to work more, it feels like. Dak's got a lot more weapons. He does. So, uh, and yeah, I'm stuck I don't, Lamar. I don't I know, know what Lamar's last season is bad. What's the deal with them getting rid of uh, Amari? Doesn't make sense. I have sense no to idea me. what the hell. Yeah, I. What's the point of do, like? I'm curious what Dak's going to be after that. I mean, he's still got Ceedee Lamb, Michael Gallup. He's. They don't need him, but. I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah. A thousand yard receiver, you're just dropping like that. Mhm. I don't like it, but. <clears throat> but they got to save money somewhere. Right. They pay everybody. Yeah. True. All right. When we come back, which will probably just be like a little three-second pause. So, yeah, Nathan, just pause this whenever I'm done talking. We are going to talk about the MLB. There's a lot going on. Uh, Rob Manfred's a piece of shit. And we're going to go through. I just had to throw that in there. That has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. But I'm trying to solve MLB's problems, right? And I'm going to pitch different ideas to Nathan and Nathan's going to tell me yay or nay. I'm just trying to make baseball watchable again. So in about three seconds, we're going to jump right into that. So, all right. And pause. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Part two. Uh, It's been a day. I've given us time to think over stuff. And we messed up the recording the first time around. Um. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. But we're back. Nathan, you excited to talk baseball for once? I'm ready. I like... I'm getting in the baseball mood. I'm I'm itching a little bit. You know, spring training yeah, got canceled. Can, not canceled, but I to keep pushing it back. Season. <laughs> I oh can't yeah, wait for the season to not start. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. I, it's just they took away uh, the shift I saw today. Yeah, yeah, and that was actually going to be one of the things I talked about. Um, so what I'm going to do is, since I'm a casual baseball fan, I'm not like religious about the sport in any way uh frankly i don't really care that much do i enjoy when our team wins of course um but you know i I just i just don't care about the sport as much as i used to baseball needs a reality check they need more innovative ideas it's one of the oldest sports and it's showing at this point um so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pitch a couple ideas to nathan and we're going to see if we can get a yay or nay from them or some alternative ideas that come from them. But the first thing, let's talk about the shift, all right? Because this was one of the things I put on and it just got approved. So this is great. Uh, I say ban the shift. You know, what's the worst thing in like a company softball game? It's, you know, nobody pulls a shift on Uncle Tony. The, the team that's trying up. too hard. Yeah, those are the people that are like, taking this shit way too seriously and it's the stuff you don't like i get it it's you want to take every advantage to win i'd do the shift if i was a coach at the same time if your alternative to it is why don't you just learn how to bunt like what do you you want to see more bunting like that's that's like if the nfl like made a rule or something where you know spiking the football made you not lose a down so then you just get all the stoppages of play for no reason. Like, do you want more boring shit? Do you want more bunts? Like, no. But, Nathan, I say ban the shift. Uh, what do you think? I get it, but I hate it. I I hate it, too. Because all <clears throat> these guys have to do is hit the ball normally, and it's fine. But, they, I, you know. I, I, don't, I don't like the idea of just bunt. I mean, if you think about it, I, I feel like if you would bunt, for a while, they'd stop shifting on you, and you could just go back to hitting normal. But you should be able to hit the ball the other way. That's the way I feel. You know, yeah. you're a professional baseball player. If you can't hit the ball to both fields, I, I don't know. I don't like that part. I, I don't think it should come to this. But I get it. It'll make the game better. I feel because you know nobody enjoys seeing a guy hit a line drive right back up the middle, and there, you know, there's the shortstop. Right behind yeah, second base. Stupid. That's the worst. Or like a dude hitting a rope into the gap, and it's just right at, you know, <laughs> right. the shifted player. It's yeah. stupid. Exactly it's where they shouldn't be. 
Yeah, you know, like I just I hate it. I, I, I just rules. hate that it came to this. You know, have, yeah, having to ban you know. this because players can't hit the ball both ways or or refuse to. I'm sure they could. Oh yeah, they. I mean, they could learn, but it's like, would you rather? And but at the same time, like think about how far everything's gone. Like baseball is so advanced, stat heavy. Yeah, now, it's probably the most advanced stat heavy sport out of any of them. Uh, in all honesty, like basketball kind of does it, but not anywhere to this extent. So like, think about how hard it is to hit opposite field when somebody's throwing a 93 mile an hour slider or a 98 mile an hour fastball up and in, or, you know, low and inside in the corner, like these pitchers are, are better. So, you know, does it also get to the point where sometimes it's literally impossible for you to hit it? not in the spot that the fielders are at. I mean, in you know pers- me personally, if I even make contact, it's going to left field because I'm going to be way late on it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so maybe they, they should just be a little worse and, like, you know, wait a yeah, little bit? Just, just wait it out. That easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if any – if the alternative to anything – like I said, I hate the shift too. I think it's stupid. These guys should be able to hit. I agree with you on that. But if any alternative to something is, oh, they should just bunt all the time, maybe we should just get rid of that thing. It's a it's a solution, I think, but it, it's a boring solution. And it's not going to make the game better in the long run. So another thing that's been talked about here is the pitch clock. So I've been hearing rumors that by 2023 there's going to be a, what is it, 19-second uh pitch clock right and then a 14 second when a runner's on base or is it the opposite wouldn't it be the opposite i think it's the opposite somebody, yeah, yeah 19 seconds with somebody on base 14 seconds with somebody without i love it i think it's smart you know i like it uh, there's a, a limit on how long a basketball player can take to shoot free throws because it's annoying right. seeing them sit there and do jack shit nothing's worse than hey strike one inside corner uh you know homeboys playing with his cup scratching his nutsack and the pitchers you know ta- saying a silent prayer to himself yeah i mean come on like I, i'm i'm tired of that shit anything that speeds up the game's good like i i hate i always cross reference sports that's what i've always done and i know people that don't like these sports are going to use that against me but i don't really give a shit basketball had the problem of being uh kind of like it was starting to get slow because it Every time that the team would get an offensive rebound, it would reset to 24 seconds on the right. shot clock. You know, so they'd have 24 more seconds. WNBA is like, well, that's stupid, you know, because they got high, past half court. They don't need 24 more seconds. Let's drop it down to 14. And guess what it did? It sped up the game, and the product got better. There's nothing wrong with speeding up the game, in my opinion. So, I mean, that's just, that's just my thoughts on it. What do you think about the pitch clock? I, I agree. I like it. Uh I think it should include the batters too. It, nothing. I, I hate seeing, yeah. you know, pitchers on the mound ready to go and the batter sitting there adjusting his batting gloves for the third straight pitch. Yeah, it, and like me and you were talking about before the last ball got uh, cut out, universal DH or not universal DH. Uh, sorry, I'll skip it ahead in my notes. <laughs> um, like me and you were talking about, batter doesn't get up to the plate. Call ball one. I, I strike yeah. one on him. You know. If you're not re- both people for it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to speed up the game, speed it up on both sides. 
but I like yeah. it because that's... I mean, if it's a 14-second clock, maybe if they're not both in a set position by the 14-second timer, you know, yeah. there if you the, go. If the batter's not in the box ready to go, that's a strike. This does make me happy, though, like thinking about this, though. Because think about how much faster these games are going to go. Yeah. This is kind of cool. And think about, like, a pressure situation, like bases loaded. And this dude, no matter what, has, he doesn't get to sit around and, like, just soak in it and calm himself <laughs> down. No, he's got to go right into the belly of the wolf. Right. I like it. You know? Uh, so, yeah, they've been talking about that. Another thing they've been talking about, I kind of spoiled it, Universal DH. So, the MLB could have had a Universal DH from the time that uh, the AL got the Universal, or their side of DH in, what was it, 1970-something? You know what I'm talking about. Where they had an owners' meeting and they needed one more vote for Universal DH and the NL and the AL, and the Phillies owner was like golfing or some shit <laughs> and didn't get the phone call. He didn't get the vote off, so they were one vote away from being having a Universal DH. That's the only reason we don't have a Universal DH. It's stupid. I I, I don't care about pitchers hitting. I I'm sorry. I get it. It's cool when a pitcher you know hits. Uh, home run, you know, that's cool. But you know what else isn't? The fact that most of these guys bat well under 200. You know, I'd say the average is probably 100. That's not entertaining for anybody. And on top of it, if you get, there's 30 teams in the MLB, so 15 more teams get DHs. That's 15 more uh, chances for, you know, older guys that are high up in the home run rank. And like, I'm just thinking off the top of my mind, like Miguel Cabrera could get another uh, DH job. He has that much more of a chance to still be in the yeah. league. You could see guys' careers extended uh, five, six, seven years, and they could. We, you could get more David Ortiz-like players, guys that don't need to be in the field. They just hit, and they're just these powerful, entertaining guys. Like David Ortiz, one of the most you know polarizing, but at the same time interesting guys because he went up there and you know he just raked. That's all he did. He never played the yeah. field. And nobody hated on Poppy. And honestly, it's pretty cool. I love seeing DHs. DH is probably one of my favorite positions, you know, because you get to see guys like A-Rod and Jason Giambi was playing in his 40s. Albert with, uh, Pujols. He, like Pujols. Pujols probably has got another two, three years. As a I DH, yeah. Yeah, as a DH because you have more opportunities, you know. That's more guys that get invited to uh, spring training. More guys that can show that they still have it. Uh, even if their fielding kind of eluded them. Yeah. So I'm a fan of the I like that. DH. What do you think? You like it too? I do. <clears throat> I I always said I, I just wish both sides would be the same. I just thought it was stupid to have, you know, one league has one rule on the DH and one league has a different rule. As long as they're yeah. uniform, I'd have been happy with it. But I'm more happy with the universal DH, I think. I like the strategy aspect to it. But the main complaint I feel like I hear about baseball is it's boring. Yeah. You know, if we want more people to get into the sport and like the sport, make it more interesting. You know, more more solid batters getting to the plate. Although I never understood, you know, pitchers. They didn't grow up just pitching. A lot of yeah, them. Yeah, most, like, most of them were, like, pretty good at both. Right. When, when did they all like of a sudden best just... Players? The best Fall players off. on every team I played on, like, was a pitcher slash like left fielder or some shit. Right. 
And, and I think it's they reach a point where they're better at one thing or the other. Like you're either better as a hitter and a fielder or you're better as just a pitcher, and then you just commit to that. You just stop doing the other thing. I get it, but, I mean, you're a professional athlete. Can't bet 200? Actually, yeah. I don't know. There's There's some position players that can't do that too, so. Yeah, and like I just don't understand the handicap of one league having to throw out a pitcher, like, and you've seen guys that get hurt. Wainwright missed a yeah. whole year because he tore his Achilles swinging a um, fucking bat. Isn't that the dumb? Like that pisses me off. Jack Flaherty missed most of last year because he uh, tore, or yeah, he tore his oblique, I think. Oblique, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, and that stuff happens all the time because these guys are, you know, they're forced to hit, like. If they are good at hitting, do an Otani thing. It's not that hard. You know, put him in the field and have him hit. If Bumgarner's so good of a hitter, as everybody says, he can DH sometimes. Once you add the universal DH. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> you know, it's like, it would be like in basketball if like, hey, okay, one one player on your team has to ha- average under 10 points. And he has to be playing at all time. Like one guy that aver- like is not good has to play all all. all a position he doesn't usually right play. like that's stupid like nobody does that no other league has that kind of handicap so yeah i just kind of want to rant a little bit i think the universal dh would be fun and cool to add to the sport gotta keep things okay. interesting speaking of keeping things in- interesting here actually you know what i'm gonna skip this one uh because it kind of leads into my crazy idea process. oh you, you can't leave me like that I know. We're going to start with a little shitty one, but trust me, it gets crazier and crazier after that. Uh, so I just want to talk about Rob Manford. Is he uh, the worst commissioner of all time? Uh, all time? Or all, all sports? Time. All sports right now. All sports right now? Yes. Yes. I, I think so, too. And I am I hate Roger Goodell. I feel like most sane Americans don't like Roger Goodell. Yeah. But Roger Goodell's not calling the trophy, you know, your main league trophy, just like a hunk of metal and laughing at the fact that they're not going to be playing games. Did you see that? No. He's, oh, he was smiling. He was smiling and giggling oh. while announcing that MLB is canceling, like, opening day. It's like, hey, that would be like Santa Claus coming to your house and laughing at your face while he's like, hey. Christmas is canceled this year. <laughs> right. like, no Manfred presents just, for you. He just sucks ass. Like the way he's handled everything. Uh, the steroid era shit has been handled horribly as Very well. Very poorly. Uh, you know, Pete Rose, obviously that stuff. Like it's just, I think he's got to be collectively one of the worst commissioners of all time, and definitely uh, right now. Speaking of that, while we're on that topic. I think it's time we let these guys in. Steroid guys. You know what? I've always been Pete a guy Rose, like, too. The steroid guys, Pete Rose. Come on. Let them in. The, the Hall I've of Fame. Been against it? The Hall of Fame's there to tell a story about baseball. You you take somebody to the Hall of Fame, you're supposed to walk through there and see the story of baseball. Yeah. And you're missing two of the most important people. I always, you know, I always said, like, I hated the steroid era stuff, and I never wanted to see those guys inducted in the Hall of Fame. But the more and more you look at it, the more and more you see why they should be, and it's because the league was promoting it and wanted it to happen. The league wouldn't be, ah, shit, I don't even know what condition it would be in 
if it wasn't for oh, yeah. Wire Sosa '98. You know that, how much money they that made revived that. the league. Yeah, and, and or Barry Bonds, you know, breaking the home run record, like all that shit kept baseball super relevant. And you know they weren't really testing that hardcore, you know, for it. So that's on the MLB. Like the the only reason they're not letting these steroid guys in is to cover up the fact that they fucked up. You know, that'd yeah. be like a a teacher helping you cheat on a test. And once somebody like calls you out and you get caught <laughs> for cheating, the teacher's just like, "Oh yeah, you shouldn't have cheated." It's like, right. dude, you fucking gave me the opportunity to cheat. I'm gonna cheat, you asshole. You know, like this is, uh I hate Rob Manford. You gave me the cheat sheet and expected me not to look at it. All right. That didn't really have anything to do with no. uh, anything, but I, I just really wanted to throw that one out there. Okay. So I want to talk about the extra inning shit. They implemented this new thing with the ghost runner on second. I like the idea because it speeds up games in like high school and everything, but turns out it's not that interesting. What, what's the, the ghost runner? I don't know what you're talking about. How they have a runner start on second base. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. The, the, I just the, didn't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. having a runner they, start at second base. Having a runner start at second base. After They've been doing that for a couple of years. Yeah, and I think it's boring. I think it's stupid. You know, you're seeing, you know, one, two, three inning, and then the next inning you just get. And, like, the guy that gets to go on second base is the last dude that got K'd. Like three strikeouts, you know, like it's stupid. I'm not a fan of it. So, I got an idea. So, but you're you're a fan of speeding up the game. Yes, but also I'm a fan of a fan of making the game interesting. So you're gonna have all this stuff that speeds up the game, the pitch clock and everything. Now think about this: if you go into extra innings, you're only going into one extra inning. If this, if I can get this going. Okay. So, nine batters, you know, all nine batters bat in the inning. Okay. All nine of them. Regardless of outs. Regardless of outs. Just okay. Just nine batters. <laughs> However many runs or, like, the farthest position runner. You know, so, like, if you go through nine batters and the guy only gets the third or he yeah. gets two runs and a guy to third, you know, that, that means you got two runs and a guy on third. And then other team gets all nine batters. And has to get like a higher score than that, basically. And that's how you determine the winner. So every time, I mean, it's almost like a. And that way you can give like pitcher saves too that go out there and they shut down the inning. You know, like that way you can actually use a closer in, in extra innings. What do you think about it? I don't know. So. See, that one I'm not sure on either. Yeah, I, so I don't if know. They, if they go through nine and only a guy gets the second and then all nine of the other team gets struck out, the team that got the second wins. Like, this guarantees that there's only going to be one extra inning. But at the same time, you're probably going to run through some pitchers. See, I don't I don't even like the ghost runner. Yeah, I don't either. That's why I'm just trying to think of other, other ideas. I, I just feel like you're unnaturally just trying to put an end to the game. That's the way you got to do it, like a sudden death type thing. But it's not. Instead of instead of having these games go to eighteen innings, like it'll never go to eighteen innings. It'll maybe go two extra innings, 
very rarely are you going to have, you know, nine batters all do the same thing. That's 18 batters doing the same thing? No. Like, at least one's going to get to, like, third compared to well, second. Well, sure. I mean, you can end more walk-off. Sure. Well, everything's a walk-off. Yeah, basically. Man. I just think, I don't know. I'm throwing out ideas. You don't like that one? Not, no. I don't like that one. That was another one. They threw on Bill Simmons. Um, I like this idea. So, what's also another thing that sucks about baseball? Bottom of the ninth. And you got the seven-hole hitter coming up. Sure. Two outs. You don't want to see that shit. Who do you want to see batting? I want to see, you know, three, four, five. The, The best freaking hitter, right? Each team has one quote-unquote superstar that at any point in the game can bat out of the lineup one time. So if it's Mike Trout, Mike Trout's your superstar, he's batting one. Yeah. You get down to the, you know two outs, and you're at the five spot. Like Mike Trout's obviously not going to get another at bat unless you use your superstar and you can put Mike Trout in like if he's on base and you just have like a pinch runner for him, you know, or the guy that was supposed to hit can, you know, take the yeah. base for him. And Mike Trout is the last guy that's going to get to hit. If you do this every single game, the last hitter should, I mean, or not, I guess not technically the last hitter, but you will always see the best player in the last inning, you know. In football, you're always going to see Aaron Rodgers at least get a chance to go down the field unless he, you know, already the other team scored or whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, in basketball, LeBron's always going to at least get another possession to score. In baseball, baseball's the only sport that it's just down to whatever hitter. But if each team has one superstar and you can only use it one time a game, so like two outs, like it could be a three-run game, two outs, nobody on, you're still going to throw your superstar in just try to extend the game, right? I like this you're one. O- you're always going to have your best player back in the last inning. You like it? I like it. I think it's cool. I think, it's I think cool that was idea. really cool. And you get a lot more at bats for, you know, guys that you want to see. The whole it gives people a reason not to leave games early. So you know, if you're like, it, okay, so let's say Trout's first in the lineup, right? And he bats yeah. in the eighth spot. Once it gets back around to to first in the lineup, does he hit again, or do they swap? Ooh. That's a good one. I didn't really think that far. Um, I would assume that he would probably hit again. Oh, no. It would probably just switch. It would switch him and whoever. So then I guess could you technically, if you get to the nine spot, bat Trout? So then, you know. Wait, no. That still wouldn't work. Well, if he he got the hit again, you could have him hitting back to back. Yeah. Yeah. So we would have to do it to where they switch spots in the lineup. You know, yeah, you'd be the, because that way, yeah, that's perfect. They would have to switch spots. Yeah, I do like that one. Because then, like, no matter what, you have to go nine more guys to get back to them. That's a like that's that? a really good one. Right. Thank you. You know, not. And a lot of teams really once a game, right? Yeah, just once a game. You only get to use it one time. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games you won't even, you know, see it. Yeah. And, you know, there's also times like, say, Trout's up, but, you know, Otani's batting with two outs. Are you are you necessarily going to take Otani out for Trout? Right. No. You know? Or, or you know, a team's saving it till the end, and then they don't even need to use it or, you know. For the for the yeah, hardcore fans, by... that, you know, making a big deal about changes, won't even hardly notice a lot of times. Yeah, and like think about it for like milestones, like you know, the Dodgers are already clinched first place and all this shit, and they're in the last game, and Pujols is batting, so they make Pujols the superstar, so he gets one more at bat. Yeah, you know, before he goes out, like you can just do so much shit with it. Like, you can give, like, farewell things to, like, batters. Like, no matter what, they get one more at bat. Yeah. Like, oh, he's close to 700 home runs. Make him the superstar. We already got uh, we already got a playoff spot li- lined up. Like, might as well throw him out there again. Right. And he's one more. I think, <laughs> I think it's cool. I like that one. Now, it, if you – just getting these guys more opportunities. You know, Like you said, you want the – you want your biggest guys in the biggest spots. Yeah, and like, if you're down by three, and Trout goes up there and just hits a single, what's the worst? Like, I guess it extends the game a little longer, but at the same time, at least it's extending it in a good way. You know, that's like something like, happened. Hey. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, uh, the football game got extended, but it's because Aaron Rodgers threw a touchdown late. Like, it's still cool. Right. You're still like, all right. Like, that's not negative stats if a dude, like, gets on base. But then you can get guys <laughs> that just get put in the position and intentionally walked right away. Which, I mean, that's strategy. Yeah, I get it. I don't it. know. There's just, there's just a but, bunch of shit you can do with it. At least they get one Either way, bad. you just got somebody on base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the idea. Um... Okay, this one's a little out there, but I thought it was pretty cool. This is one that I came up with. So all the other ones have been influenced by other podcasts I've listened to. Um, Even the Superstar thing. I heard that a long time ago on Bill Simmons' podcast. The extra inning stuff. Bill Simmons, he's a genius. Go check them out. Um, So this next one I want to talk about because I'm the one that came up with it. And I don't really... I'm kind of trying to articulate it. It's a half-baked idea, if you know what I mean. Like, it's it's not fully developed. <laughs> um, so, remember growing up when we played baseball and, you know, you always played, like, in tournaments? It seemed like we always played in tournaments every fucking week. Yeah. You know? That's what baseball is built off of, is tournaments, right? So, I thought... What's the coolest thing about a stupid sport? So I thought of college basketball. I don't think it's that entertaining. But you know what makes it entertaining? March Madness. The tournament. Yeah. The tournament. So I will. I literally named this the tournament. The baseball tournament. So what you do, you have the normal teams make the playoffs, right? Normal teams make the playoffs. You have one wild card spot that everybody can get. They get it, right? This also can reduce games. So for the last... However long it is, you know, month of the season or whatever adds up to the equal amount of games or whatever. You do a baseball tournament with every single team that is outside of the playoffs. 
and you oh. just have them round robbing it. You know, and if you're like, well, that's stupid. This team only had, you know, 20 wins on the season. Why the hell are they playing uh, a team that had, you know, 80, you know, and they beat the team? Well, they, guess what? They shouldn't have been in that situation. They should have got the last wild card yeah. spot. And guess what? That makes it even cooler. You could get a team that only had 40 wins or 60 wins on the season win uh, the World Series. Because they all play each other in this giant tournament for the last month of the season. And then if they win the tournament, they get the final wild card spot and they play it out normally. And that all you do is just take out the last however many games you want to make the tournament. So, so if you, if what you does the winner of the, the playoff, tournament get? The final wild card spot. For each league? Yeah, and you're only playing one game sudden death. So it's quick, quick shit. Quick games. Okay. You know, you can crank those out. And if anything, if you want to crank them out really quick too, whatever the biggest or coolest stadium you have, just have them play it in like a two, three week thing. You can call it the tournament. And all the other teams that actually played their ass off and played good for the certain amount of time, they get just a month by. So it's, you know, it gives a big incentive for teams to play hard and win. Because if you win, then you don't have to go through the gauntlet of the tournament. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you what. One thing the NFL did this year was they restructured the uh, last week of the year, how they schedule things. And they got a lot more meaningful games in there because they did a lot of it, – it was all interdivisional. So it was all meaningful games pretty much. Everybody clinches on the same day in the NFL. Like it's it's an exciting week for everybody because you know, well, not everybody, but there's a lot of meaningful games and you're getting to see a lot of cool stuff. You know, with baseball, I feel like a lot of times down the stretch, there's you know some teams are fighting for life, and then you've got some teams that are just coasted it in, and you know, with the tournament, <laughs> I think that would you know it gives some people something to watch. You know. It, Instead of all these teams that are, you know, in last place or, or down at the bottom of the rankings to yeah, play for something. Right. Exactly. You know, and every team has a chance. Cause it- yeah, so, I mean, you get these teams that, like, think about it. If you are only have 60 wins on the season, you don't care anymore. Like, you're just done. Like, it's over. Yeah, you're just, Your season's done. You're just you're, riding you're it there out. To, you're there to spoil somebody else's season. Like, the NBA did the play-in tournament, which all the players hated. Everybody's talking shit about the play-in tournament. But now it's like, oh, wait, the play-in tournament can have LeBron. The play-in tournament can have KD. This might be the only way we see these guys in the playoffs. Right. That's why stuff like that's cool. You know, and then if you really want to break it down and, uh, you know, really give incentive to winning games because if you're like, oh, if you're going to miss a wild-card spot, you might just tank, then have it to where – uh, they're seeded from the highest wins, and they get to pick who they play, or pick which bracket that they're in. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the highest team is like, or the closest team to the playoffs in both, uh, I guess leagues, uh, gets the first picking of like which team they're gonna play, and then you just create the bracket off of that. Yeah, and if you know you've got the better record, you get the home game. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, you can get the home game too. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah, like that's genius. And then that way, like, yeah, okay, you don't, uh, you have to play the tournament. You barely miss the wild card by a half game. But if you're really as good of a team that you say you are, you're going to beat all these mediocre teams because you're playing every single game at home. Right. You know. Yeah, I like it. So what do you think? You like? <laughs> I like it. And like, and like, you know, think about it for like baseball too. Everybody's bitching about like how many games that these guys play. These guys very rarely play 162 games like oh, yeah. themselves. You know, players don't usually do that. They're around 140. Not anymore. 120, you know, like they're missing 40, 50 games, you know, 30 games. So guys used to. This way, so this way it's just like, okay, if you're a really good team, you're not going to get mileage on your pitchers. You're not going to get mileage on your players. Like, you're going to get to sit and wait for the tournament to get done. You have a whole, however long the tournament takes, which I'm thinking would probably be maybe a month, you know, if you do the tournament, right? And cram the games together? Um, I mean, really, you've only got, how many teams in the MLB? 30? 30? Yeah. you uh, make the playoffs in each league? Well, you'd have your three division winners. There's a... And then two wild cards, so five. Is it three divisions or four divisions? Yeah, I mean you'd probably know more than two weeks, I'd say. Yeah, like you could really uh, crank through it. Yeah. I feel like. So you like it? Last two weeks of the season, it's a little out there, but I like it. Yeah, that one's really crazy, but I just thought, like you know, growing up, baseball tournaments was a huge thing. Everybody played in baseball tournaments, you know. And think about the one time that you get a team that played through the tournament. Like, so that's, yeah, there's there's only three divisions in each league. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, five, yeah, five teams, so that's ten teams. Uh, so, technically, eight teams then, right? Because four. Right. You drop it from four to five. Uh, so, eight teams. So, then that's the 22... 22-team uh, round-robin, basically. So that's not going to take you... Like, March March Madness takes a whole month. You know, yeah, you got 64, 64 teams. teams. yeah. But now you only have... Yeah, for MLB, you only have 22. And maybe you could also set it up to where, like, if you have... A, if you're the first team to miss the wild card in each league, you get a bye the first, you know, first round of it. Right. Or something like that. While the you know two and, teams yeah, and, and you're gonna get every game at home. Mm-hmm. And you get every game at home. So like you can give incentives to these teams to you know want to play. Right. Every team has a chance. Then. Right. It's like you know what like and think about it like it will also garner interest throughout the year. You could be like oh, this Tampa season went downhill so quick. Like I thought we were gonna make the playoffs. Everybody got hurt. Everybody's coming back at the end of the season. We've won, you know, 10 out of 15 games, but it doesn't mean shit because the AL is just packed this year. Oh, wait, we got the tournament. The tournament's coming up. The tournament's coming up. All our guys are healthy. Like, let's roll it out. Like, we're we're just going to stop the yard now. Yeah, you fought for a good seed in the tournament, and you're going to ride it out. And Yeah, that's I, I like it. And think of the one team that goes through the gauntlet of the tournament and then wins the World Series. That would be the coolest fucking story in the world. 
And if you're like, oh, seriously, they'll be burnt out by then that they were going to be playing the games anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always fun to see the underdog win. I mean, not for all the fans, but I think it is. Yeah. You know, like somebody comes through and plays through the tournament and then the actual playoffs, and yeah, that'd be a and if anything, like in a some hell of a story. Like I said, how like you know teams go through injuries. If the Yankees, you know, the Yankees struggle and they got all this, you know, uh, they got all this cap. And all these guys that are making all this money, but most of them are hurt, and then they all come back at the end of the year, you very well could have a team that wins the, I guess you could call it the gauntlet or the baseball tournament. The tournament. What the you want to call it? The tournament? You like that? But I feel like, yeah. Trademark I, it. I guess the tournament's cool. Yeah, the tournament is kind of a dope name. Um, in Pittsburgh, they'd say the tournament. Um, but, yeah, you know, you could just very well have a team that runs through the tournament and wins the World Series and that was the best team. Like no matter what you're gonna find out who the best team is if one just bullshittily missed the playoffs. Right. <laughs> if anything it makes them prove it more. Oh absolutely. Right. Yeah, you go through the tournament and then make it all the way through. Yeah. That's better than sneaking into a wild card spot just, you know, naturally the way it is. Yeah. All right, we talked 36 minutes of baseball. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> I've never talked this much baseball since I was like 12. And honestly, I probably won't talk it for a while because it doesn't look like anything's going to get started up. I'll tell but you what. I, out of all, out of all those ideas. Idea. I, oh, okay, yes. I want to hear your idea. Let's go. All right, so I was talking to a couple of guys at work today about this, right? And we were talking about, you know, steroids. They were saying, let's bring it back, right? Bring back roids? Bring back roids. And See, I that's was... what I was trying to avoid with mine. I don't <laughs> want to bring back roids. No, but here's here's the thing. You know, that's when baseball was most interesting. So there are people out there that are like, you know what? If the players want to do it, let them do it. Yeah. But, but it's damaging to the players' bodies, and 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 that's not yeah. that's not something you and want. All, My alternative all you need was. Is some dude. I say we cork the bats. Cork the bats. Cork the bats, man. You doing all the cheap Why don't you just give them metal bats then? It, no, 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 <laughs> dude. No, that'd, that'd, be, be, <laughs> that'd be killing somebody. 180. That'd be chaos. John, John Carlo, 180 mile an hour off the bat, hit some mother of four right in the jaw. Let him cork. It's not. No. It's not going to hurt anybody. No yeah. Cork. See, that's why I would try to avoid. I try to avoid the steroids, and I try to avoid the corking of the bat, because I can't do it. I can't just because the integrity of the game. You got to keep some of it. Let him. Let him cork. No. Might, yeah, might as well give him metal bats at that point. Have him hit 500 no. <laughs> Dude, they would be, Every they'd time. be literally breaking fucking scoreboards. <laughs> they'd be breaking people's faces up in the <laughs> upper deck at left field. Dude, think about taking a fly ball off the fucking dome off a metal bat. <laughs> From Joey Gallo or Rizzo. Oh, Rizzo God. yanking one down the line. You're dead. Oh. You're dead. And a... Uh, that ball's almost breaking the sound barrier. <laughs> no, I, I can't do cork bats. 
Sammy already tried doing it, and he's still bad at 235. It doesn't... Uh, hey, uh, I, l let him give it a try. And as a professional wrestling fan, I'm so against steroids. Just because it's like... And I'll be honest with you. All you need is one Mike Trout-like yeah. player to have complications with it and have a heart attack and die. And then you're like, what yeah. if... Like, you know, that'd be like if Barry Bonds died when he was like 29... We'd all be like, nobody would want to do steroids. Like, no baseball right. players would do it because they're like, look what happened to fucking Barry. But instead, Barry he has ten times smaller testicles and broke Hank Aaron's <laughs> home run record. And his head grew fucking three sizes. <laughs> yeah. I, let him cork. Free the cork. Free the cork. All right. I'll tell you what. I, I support Pine Tar, too. God, what else you want? You want them fucking throwing slime balls back? Like getting the ball dirty where people can't see it? <laughs> Spitballs or whatever the fuck they called it? They had the outlaw? I won't go that far. I, I, mud go that far. I think it was a mud ball because they would rub it in the, the mud dirt. ball, yeah. And then that one guy like rubbed too much on it and took a fucking pisser right up the middle and died. <laughs> <laughs> can't have that. Is that what you want, Nate? Go back to the old classics. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, which which idea do you like the most? If you had to see one, I guess the superstar. I guess you know pitch clock and universal DAs are gonna happen. But you like the superstar? I think superstars. You know you can keep all the other rules and add the superstar, and it just makes it better. I I really like the tournament though. The tournament. I and that was my original idea. That's why I was proud about the tournament. I was like, it's so cool. And then all of a sudden, like, we'll have the tournament happen, and then we get, like, Miami. <laughs> First-round matchup, Miami just getting all right. fucking 30 <laughs> run ruled. But still, like, give them a chance. Three nights in a row. You know, and, like, think, yeah, like, they'd still try at least. <laughs> I don't know. You can offer incentives, too. I don't know. Okay, I'm done talking about it. But, yeah, those are my ideas. I like all of them, honestly. I think the nine batter thing, I don't know. Just keep keep the ghost runner on second for now, even though it's stupid as shit. But, yeah. Nathan, you got any final thoughts? You know, I really don't have one today. You don't? No. I kept trying to think of one. Uh, we can do a stand with you, Graham. I couldn't. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. That's what I always do. When in doubt... Go heavy political. <laughs> Always support. Yeah, support the people of Ukraine. What's going on there is really sad. It is, ma'am. Um, yeah, it's just horrible. The atrocities that are happening right now. Um, my final thought. So, I don't get... Baseball is one of the most like complex sports, too. Because it has such a unique fan base like hardcore baseball people suck ass like they just are so i've seen so many people and this is, i know what you mean this group of people are the ones that i hate the most is the people that support the owners and rob manford over the players in baseball i just don't understand no. what you're talking about I don't know, like, what you're trying... Like, these guys get paid a lot. They need to just go out there and play. It's like the free agency market... It's mostly not... A, you know, the, these guys getting paid $30 million a year. 
it's really not their money they're arguing over. It's it's a lot of stuff for like the minor league yeah. players and minor younger players, players coming into the league. They can't fucking afford anything. And even when some of them right. are in the big leagues, they're making 40, 50K. You know? Or they ain't making yeah, it, shit. It's like, and there's more money going around. There's more money out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not the big guys they're arguing about. It. It's it's trying to get more for the people just entering the league and, and helping them, you know, earn more in the life of their career. I just, I just don't understand uh, yeah. the neck beards that argue on Twitter or Facebook. Like, look at these selfish the, ass players trying to get as much money as they can, even though they don't deserve it. It's like, what the fuck are you trying to prove? You're defending, you know, this multi. Bill, the billion dollar owners. The billion dollar owners that, you know, if they aren't in a playoff spot, they don't care. They just lose games and spend under $30 million of their cap roll because they know they'll make that money back in uh, local television sales. And, you know, like, it's stupid shit. Yeah. The owner's been rigging that as soon as that deal got done. The local deal. It's like, we will give you a yeah. certain set amount of money no matter what. They're like, well, what the fuck's the point of spending any then? You know, right? As long as, as long as we're gonna make more than we're spending, we're fine with it. If you told it. me that if I had to work a job and make a like a good amount of money and not do anything, or make a lot, a lot of money, like, but there's a small chance that I, you know, lose money from it, I'm probably gonna just take the good money and say fuck it. Like, right. I'm just gonna have my team be medio- mediocre and not spend any money, rather than spend money. And then lose in the playoffs and not make any money back, you know. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. And people just defending that shit. It just irks me. So we were on baseball, so I had to talk about the horrors of baseball as well. That and people that want pitchers to hit. I just, oh, and on top of it, the people that want the shift to stay here. Like, I just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Baseball, it, it killed itself at this point. But all right, what a hell, horrible way to end. We ended we ended <laughs> talking about war and Rob Manfred shitting on the MOB. And shitting on the MOB. What a horrible way to end. <laughs> all right, that's the pod. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Nathan, you know what to say. Spread the word. Spread it.